Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Luis Antonio, the main developer for a game titled 12 Minutes. Luis, thanks for joining. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Joshua. I'm super excited because this game looks amazing. I've been very hyped about it for a while now. But before we actually get into this, um, I I actually want to know more about you and your background story. You actually have quite a wide history when it comes to games. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the game industry in the first place and also how you ended up just working on 12 minutes? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, So it started, yeah. University, so this was a while ago, right? There were no game development degrees or, or anything like right. this. And I was doing communication design, which was like the closest that we had in my country that you, you could use like 3D tools and another like more interactive medium. Um, gotcha. And then when, when I finished university, I, I, I wanted to work in games. There was nothing in Portugal. Um, so I applied to other countries and, and London was opening, Rockstar Games was opening a studio in London. Um, and they had an opening for art director. So I applied mm-hmm. with zero experience. And they they very politely said, you, you don't have the skills to do this position. <laughs> but we're opening for junior positions. So if okay. you want to apply to that, and I said, yeah. Um, and that's it. So I started in London at Rockstar Games for a couple of years, three years. Wow. Um, worked on Manhunt 2, Midnight Club, uh, then Max Payne 3. Um, and then I just wanted to try something else. Um, like I, I, I got kind of a feeling of what Rockstar has to offer in terms of a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked around and then Ubisoft in Quebec, they were looking for a lead artist. Um, so I applied, I, I, I moved there. Uh, then I, I became art director. Um, and then I was just fed up with, with AAA stuff. Like, so Ubisoft is a publisher. So there's this very, very money driven a lot of mm-hmm. decisions are, are financially driven, which makes sense. Right. They're pretty big. Um, yeah. But it, it cuts a lot of creativity. Um, and for during, during this time, I, I and you know Windy, so it's great. But uh, like I, I've been following like Daniel Ben Mergui, um, Mark Ten Bosch, Jonathan Blow. I've been following these guys, mm-hmm. seeing their mm-hmm. lectures, the stuff they do. Um, and um, I don't know if you know Spy Party from Chris Hacker. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, 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 I was a character artist, like that's what I, I like to do. And I was just doing stuff. Um, I was seeing his game that looked like, like really shit, but the, the <laughs> gameplay was amazing, but visually it looked like prototype style. So right, I started right, to yeah. do some characters for him. Um, I mean, that's what I was just doing them. Like, look, 
these characters like it could be look, so much better yeah and just showing and we just started to chat and, and going back and forth with ideas and and then there was a moment i was just done with ubisoft and i was like look if you want us to work together like now is the time um and he said look i don't have money yet to hire you but mm -hmm. jonathan is working on the witness and he needs someone so do you want to work on that project and then we work together um, i said yeah so i started to work on the witness and the plan was to just wrap up the game like in, in six months um, mm -hmm. but then we changed the art style and then three years later um, <laughs> i i i started to work on 12 minutes um long history uh, a lot of very well-known games in there but now so now you're focused on 12 minutes which has already gotten like i mentioned a good mix of hype in there there's a lot of things that uh people are already talking about and some things that i'll talk a little bit about later in the interview um, but for those who might not know anything about 12 minutes how would you describe this game and why should people be excited about it so 12 minutes is a is an interactive thriller about a man trapped in a time loop um you come home from work, like if you've seen the trailer, it's much easier, right? But uh, you right. come home from work, you're having a, a, an evening with your wife and this guy shows up, he beats you up, you pass out and you go back to the start of the evening. And then you have to use the knowledge of what you know it's going to happen to try to, to change the outcome and break the loop. Mm -hmm. It's all in real time. It all happens inside an apartment and there's no there's no hand-holding, there's no, uh, no objectives, there's no scoring, there's no clues. Um, and it tries to be as, as cinem cinematic as possible and clean in terms of interface and accessibility, but at the same time to have a lot of depth in design. Right. That actually um, brings me to one of my questions that I wanted to talk about, which is how are you actually controlling the characters? Because a lot of this does look very cinematic. Is this something that's more of like point and click in certain elements or are you choosing options and then instead watching a movie uh, it's 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 very point and click. I don't know if you've seen like, uh, so in 2015 when I was kind of working on a prototype, uh, Giant with the, with I saw one with kind of funny. Yeah, and Greg Miller, yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of, so you move by clicking where you want to go. Okay. And then you can pick up any item in the apartment and you can combine it. So for example, like there's a mug or there's the knife that you see in the trailer. So you can pick up the knife and then you can drag the knife to the cop to combine it with the with the intruder and you use the knife on him. You can drag the knife to the wife, right? You could drag a, the glass, a mug to the sink, then he feels the sink. So the idea is I don't tell you what the actions are, but they should all be pretty straightforward. Like, uh, gotcha. like yeah, so like if you can, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, you can pick up a mug. If you drag the mug to the sink, it fills with water. If you drag again, it empties. If you fill again, you right. fill. If you drag it to the to the wife, he gives the mug to the wife. Um, so yeah, and then he learns everything that you do. So hmm. every loop, everything that has happened, he's able to talk about it. So he can say, look, this guy's coming, or, or this might happen, or, or I know this and this. Um, Gotcha. So that that also that dialogue I noticed in one of the trailers, he does mention, you know, the awareness that this cop is coming for them. Is this something where even though you might take the same actions, your character is learning as you're playing this? So like depending on how many times you've gone through these loops, he'll start being uh, more aware and it, it'll show that in front of you, basically. Yeah, like everything he says 
like for example like a like the first time that he's he realizes he's stuck in a time loop he's gonna try mm -hmm. to explain to to the wife what's happening but by mm -hmm. the third time he just he just he first he knows what she's gonna say when he says it right and then he's already said it like three or four times so he's just he's much quicker to kind of look i'm living the same day i can prove it or i'm gonna try to prove it or or so he 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 not only learns but he also changes his mood like he gets a bit more desensitized i would say of, of yeah of i imagine seeing i imagine seeing yourself or others die in front of you multiple times over and over again would uh, have that effect yeah exactly exactly yeah um but there's also i also try to leave some ambiguity in in because i, I want the player to be able to project himself in the character so he doesn't have like a a very specific and strong personality that would block you from controlling him because mm -hmm. um, like you, he, everything he does has to be expected so you so you're in control of the character and what happens so you can know the outcome of your actions uh, so in right. that sense there's some um, I think we found a nice middle ground between the way he feels about the things you do mm -hmm. but also the the room that he gives you in order to to behave like uh like, like imagine he, he would start like screaming at his wife right and, and then something like no right. wait i don't want you to get really pissed i want to do something else so in that sense he's he's toned down in some aspects gotcha that makes sense and i i really do just going a little bit back to that point of the almost no ui i really like that because it does immerse you in this world of you feeling more like that character right it makes it so it's not as gamey and it's more trying to to play out this scenario and make you feel like you're a part of that time loop this goes into one of the things that i've heard before in a couple of different interviews and and things about the game it was mentioned that you're designing this to be both for fans of games but perhaps those who might not particularly be close to the medium can you elaborate uh elaborate a little bit on what you wanted to do and how you're taking that approach is that more in this you know having a very minimized ui or are there other aspects um no you pretty much nailed it like the the so so this was like um when i started designing the game i i realized that uh so my background is as an artist um mm -hmm. right and 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 when you when you build something visually, you need to make decisions on on why you build it a certain way, right? Like if you, right. I don't know, if you make a character that's a warrior and has an armor, right? Like, uh, did he buy the armor? Did he make the armor? How long has it been used? What kind of fighting style he has? What's the century? What's the material he has? Like, if you answer all these questions when you build your character, it will have a lot of history without having to explain it. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what I realized with design is kind of the same thing. So um the when i started to like okay for example the top down i was like um what camera should i use right i you need to see what's happening so you need a camera um, right and i was like should it be first person should it be third person should it be a static camera um and then i realized well i don't gain anything from having third person or first person so i i tried to go the simplest way possible and i realized mm -hmm. by making these decisions um it became as accessible to people who, who don't play games. Um, like like my right. wife, for example, like I tried to play Portal with her um, mm -hmm. years ago and she spent like 
the one hour and a half we played, she was just going against the walls, like trying to <laughs> to learn how to look and, and move at the same time. Uh, right. So there's this it's, big gap. Yeah, it's so funny how I see this all the time, especially in like younger kids or just people who haven't played games. There's this thing that us as, as gamers take for granted, which is the understanding that games, for the most part, will have the same mechanics. Like they all have those same very baseline feeling to them. And there's just those things of like you mentioned, walking and changing the camera angle at the same time is like such a hard feat for people who have never done it before. Oh yeah, and even like, grabbing a gamepad, like, mm -hmm. like, like, and those people like, right, we know Steam and, and, and like even the debates between Steam and Epic, right? Like, like right. most people that I, that I like, I have a lot of friends are not gamers at all, so they don't they don't even know the console names. You know, oh, there's that Nintendo one, right? And there's right. The... <laughs> so that's the people I wanna I wanna kind of get into this. People that are like they read movie, they see movies, they read books, but they don't play games. Games are a waste of time. It's only to to, to entertain myself when I have nothing to do. So try to to fix that in a way because I think games, uh, the interactive medium, I would say. Because mm -hmm. games have this connotation of, of right of entertainment only. Um, there's so much potential. So trying to go there, right? To to, and that's why we, the cinema cinematic looked to it and, and trying like to get right. the actors and the and the vibe and the tone so that it's. So I respect the player, right? You're not you won't get like, you know, coins and, and scores and and mm -hmm. and unlocking inventory items and stuff like there's none of that gotcha that makes sense it's interesting too because i thought when i looked at the top-down perspective i thought it was more of a trying to push you into that world and making you feel like you're overlooking this entire thing and watching that experience and it it, it has that seem... aspect too like you, you you're kind of the subconscious of this, right of this character and you're controlling him and it also gives this theatrical uh like i don't know dogville like this there's like a play happening and mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're controlling that play in a way. It's like puppets. Right. Yeah. It's a really cool, it's a really cool way to think about it, especially cause you know, for most people, they'll just look at it and be like, well, that's just the way they designed it. It's, it's interesting how many things go into like the back end and thoughts of why something is a certain way. Um, are there any considerations? I'm just thinking out loud because of the fact that we're, or at least you're creating this in a way that's more accessible. Um, how are interactions going to feel? Is this going to be something where you have to be quick paced for a lot of things? Cause I know like there's someone who's coming in there and in many cases is either beating you up or killing you or something to that degree. How, how fast do you have to be with reaction time for a lot of these things? Uh, so that's another thing like non gamers, they don't, uh, that's terrible for them. Like it turns them right. off. Um, so early on, actually, there were a lot of a lot of puzzles that you had, like, let's do this, 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 and this, and this. And if you fail any of them, you have to do them again. But mm -hmm. that's not really fun. Um, right. So, so there's some things you have to do, uh, right? There are some situations that if you want a certain outcome, you have to line up a bunch of things. But everything is very compressed, right? It's 12 minutes. So mm -hmm. you're, you're never more than a minute away from getting back to whatever you're trying to do. Um, right. And, and the... the the top down and being stuck in an apartment and the whole like the musical score and everything it's already pretty stressful <laughs> so uh, 
so there's no um there's yeah there's no there's nothing in the game that requires to have that movement precision and you can like every time you go to the inventory to select an item it pauses okay gotcha. uh, or or when you like when you start a dialogue with with any character it shows you the options you can choose to, to say and it oh, also okay. pauses there right so so you have time to to make your choices um so there's no there, i don't want to penalize the players for for uh for having to rush on stuff it's it's not fun it's just not fun right that makes sense um just going into the actual game itself or the concept behind this where did this time loop idea come about because we we've seen this done in certain mediums uh the one that comes uh easiest to mind at least for me is groundhog day but which is like a much darker version um, but <laughs> yeah. I, i'm i'm curious like what actually inspired 12 minutes was it something like as simple as groundhog day or where did this idea really originate from? Um, yeah, it was a couple of things. Like, yeah, definitely Groundhog Day and, and just time loops in general. I really like these time traveling, time loops, this idea of of messing up with things that already happened. Um, mm -hmm. And it blends very well with games being dynamic. Um, right. The, I actually started this idea when I was at Rockstar um, because GTA 4 was like in production at the time, was almost done in the edinburgh studio mm -hmm. um and we were about to start a new game and and the producer at the studio was like hey anyone has any ideas of what we could do and i was like well the aspect of the simulation of gta imagine we 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 shrink the size of the town to be like like i know Hitchcock the birds i don't know if you've seen that movie like it's a smaller town like a tiny town mm -hmm. everything is simulated and then we just put the person in there and everything reacts to whatever you do and, and then seeing the domino effect so right but then as i thought more about the idea the more i realized like if it's too big you don't really get um a, a, a clear feedback of what you're doing it just becomes right. trial and error or just becomes frustrating to know um what happens so it kind of started there um and the other aspect is like so i love video games right but th there's this thing in a lot of games especially with narrative where you don't really have much control right you just mm -hmm. Your, the options you're given are always, um, or if you fail at something, you go back, it resets. Right. You know, like GTA, you're playing something, fail, you, you left the mission area, or you, you didn't rescue whatever guy. Like, what if you didn't rescue? What if it kept going? Yeah. No matter what, if it just kept going. Um, so it was kind of trying to see how to solve these, these design issues. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the concept of accumulated knowledge, I just... There was a lot of richness to it so I, I just kept exploring and it kept giving me more and more to do with it <laughs> that's very interesting and it is a creative way to do this because to your point video games in a lot of ways none of that is ever explained right it's just oh you just came back or oh you just restarted from wherever your last save was which is fine in the context of you're playing a video game but like to actually immerse you in that world it is jarring that you just come back and you get to just do something again right <laughs> yeah, exactly it, right this makes it a little bit more explained as to why even though you failed that's the whole point of the game is you're failing and you have to use that knowledge to get out of this constant loop of failing yeah there's not even failing i would say because like um none actually like failing you learn right you, you mm -hmm. the failure will open doors like sometimes you that's actually something that i put into the game where i realized like 
this guy's coming and you always try to overcome it. But if you let him do whatever he wants to do, you will also learn a lot from 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 the situation. So right. trying to explore the what you're not usually doing in games. So what's the story behind the name of the game though? Is this an actual playthrough of 20 minutes before the loop happens again? Is this that the full sequence is 12 minutes before you actually complete it? What does that mean? Uh, it's it's just the like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is 24 hours. This is 12 minutes. So if gotcha. the cop, the, 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 the intruder shows up like three minutes into the loop. So a lot of people okay. assume, oh, once I've knocked this guy, uh, it's all good, right? I've solved it. Right. right. It still loops back after 12 minutes. Uh, so this oh. is just something that's happening earlier in the loop that's not even letting you get to the end of it. Oh, interesting. So even if you make it to the end of the 12 minutes, you might not be breaking oh, it, that. Yeah, time. it restarts like 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 Groundhog Day. It goes back to the beginning of the of the. Oh, evening. very yeah. cool. Interesting. So, so the 12 minutes is the the real time duration of of the loop that he's stuck in. Gotcha. And is that is that real life 12 minutes or is that like in game 12 minutes? No, no, it's all real time. It's all, all real time. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it used to be. So yeah, I was trying 24 hours early on, uh, and then when I moved to an apartment, I was like, yeah, let's do like. Yeah, like like open world games do like maybe a day is like 20 minutes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then i was like wait i'm 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 working on a on a game that's about time and i'm already faking the duration of time <laughs> and then i was like some puzzles would look really weird where if like i had this really crappy puzzle early on of, of you would try to learn piano a bit like groundhog day so you'd have to play the piano for for like a couple of days and i was like oh and then you become really good at it but it, mm -hmm. all, all this concept of compressing reality right that you play for five days that for like for five loops that is like 10 minutes each but each, each one represents a day and then you get knowledge it just right. broke the realism of it <laughs> and and by compressing it and i don't know if you've seen the 12 pm there's a short uh, that inspired groundhog day there's a short mm -hmm. movie where the guy is stuck in a lunchtime for an hour and, and actually being stuck in a short loop uh -huh. is really frustrating. Like this one, right. first he's always hungry at the start of the loop because it's his lunch break. And then he can never go deep on anything with anyone because he's just one hour. Right. Um, so going into that aspect where you're, it's literally 12 minutes and like, right. And, and after a while, he knows so much. He, right? he arrives at his wife and he can start. She's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I have three minutes before something happens. Okay, there's no time right. to, to, to bullshit <laughs> anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how so? With that being said, how long do you think? And I know obviously this varies based on the different choices you make in the game. But how long do you anticipate this game will actually take people to complete? So so far in play testing, it's been usually yes yeah, six to eight hours if you're oh, wow. if you're comfortable okay. with adventure games right? right if you're not there will be but it depends like because usually actually the the people who play a lot they they do this thing of hoarding all the items <laughs> and then right. they just try to combine them <laughs> but that doesn't really work here um because it doesn't make any sense um right so that's interesting so... actually actually being familiar with games might be a crutch to, yeah, to play yeah. this because people when they get blocked and especially people who play adventure games they they used to um to just combine things randomly um mm -hmm. 
but that doesn't quite work here. Like for example, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil stuff, but yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't go, <laughs> don't go too far into it. But that's it's really interesting though. Um, to the same point, there's so many different like outcomes and endings, and it, I I don't know if you can really say if there's more than one or if breaking the loop is the official ending. But how many different outcomes? do you think and i don't know if you know the number off your, the top of your head but how many outcomes are there in this game as far as different types of like endings or things that might happen and maybe that's a bad question based on no no you phrase it pretty well you phrase it pretty well so i in terms of ending i would say right like when you when you watch a movie you're right you sit down there's something that you consume for a set amount of time and then it's it needs to end eventually right? it could be right. a a 500 hour movie but it will still end uh, but with games it's a bit different where this medium speaks with you so i was like how can i right and if this is a game about repetition mm -hmm. how do you end repetition so i um like i i don't think what we have that you'll be satisfied with a certain conclusion after a certain amount of time but uh, right i hope that what you call an ending here is not the it's not it, it's it's not equivalent to what people see as an ending to a book or a film. Um, right. I think that makes sense. In terms of variations, it's it's kind of tricky because um, a lot of things you do, like once you know something, you cannot not know it. So some paths that you do will be your own paths that you could only do it again if he no longer knew what he knew, if you see what I mean. Like some things you know in a certain path, he will not no longer know them, so he cannot do a different path to get right. to a similar type of knowledge or or a, a different way of getting to that point of 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 knowing certain things. Um, gotcha. Okay. So in in that regards, are there certain cases where you might, because you did one action in a previous loop, you might be skipping something else because you just have knowledge of like this is going to happen. So there might there might be things that like. I versus another person might not ever try. All the time, yeah. I, okay. I would say yeah. like 40% of the game, you won't see it. Wow, okay. But I mean, it won't be that different from someone else. But it's Right, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like your, your path as a player, because there's no... The game doesn't tell you anything ever. Uh, mm -hmm. It will be very much your own, especially like halfway through as you go, you know more and you go deeper into it, you can start um, just being... Being, doing whatever you want to do kind of and, and, and opening doors that uh, might be your own doors something like that right yeah huh that's that's pretty interesting this it sounds like a uh, a pain to code to be honest yes yeah and, and i didn't know how to code before this the, the hardest was just figuring out the narrative yeah how to how to get i mean the, the hardest actually was when we got the actors mm-hmm because so when when the, the actors with the talent showed interest, they were like, "Okay, can we see the script?" And I was right. like, "There's no." I mean, I said, "Look, there's there's these gigantic flowcharts that you can look at." Yeah. Uh, so we had to kind of build. <laughs> I I mean, what we ended up doing was just like, imagine you do a playthrough and you you write that playthrough and you're like, "Look, this is an example of what of a of a set of things that could happen." Um, right. Probably that was the, the most challenging one. The, the, the yeah. story itself, the, the, the story you, you, you can go through trying to explain that and go over that. Is, uh, mm -hmm. It always takes like two to three hours to explain to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I tried to explain the, the idea 
of this to my wife and she was very confused at first and i was like kind of stumbling over myself and i was like wow this is a lot tougher to really explain without just like you mentioned watching the trailer and just getting a glimpse of it yeah which makes me happy like because if you could do this as a as a film then why why am i doing a game you know right right yeah that totally makes sense. So I, you mentioned it right before, and I wanted to touch upon this because I think this is obviously, as of right now, recording probably one of the biggest pieces of news for the game 12 Minutes is that you you have quite, uh, quite some talented voices that are joining <laughs> the team, which yeah. at least like we covered this, I think it was last week on our, our news episode, and we were both kind of shocked and we were like, wow, that's, that's impressive because, you know, and granted, you do have some, I'm sure, connections from some of those like those bigger studios, but like not really from a, uh, a movie perspective or, you know, different media. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Can you tell me like a little bit about how you ended up getting this, this talent? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew them, so I just called them and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> hey James, I'm doing a little, no, no, not at all. Uh, how was it? I mean, it was a step-by-step. -step. So up, up, up until two years ago, maybe I had never planned to have to have voice actors and, mm -hmm. and that was another thing i didn't mention like the one of the reasons for the top down is that you don't see the faces of the characters and that right. gives me a lot more room to write what they say without you being like seeing those horrible facial animations and the uncanny <laughs> valley and all those issues um, uh -huh. and when there was no voice acting like a line could be interpreted so many ways right True. you're like oh i imagine he's saying this really angry or um but as the game got more refined, we were like, look, if, if there was voice acting, this would be amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And so we made some tests and we, we saw, yeah, this with temporary voices and it just elevated the material. Um, and then it was just because I don't know if you know, I'm um, the publisher is Annapurna Interactive. Mm -hmm. It's a mm -hmm. branch of Annapurna Pictures. Um, and they had the same thing in mind as me. So once the game was at a state that, um, right, you... I mean, you, you can sit down and, and you can play it from start to end, right? And you, even though there were no voices, but you could see the potential of what he's doing. Uh, so at that point, it was easier to start speaking with people and trying to sell them the idea of of getting this talent. Uh, so then it was just making a, preparing the material and showing, look, look, here's the game, here's the trailer, here's uh, how the script looks like, here's what will be the end result. And... And naturally, like the way the game was written, right, I had to, like all the characters, right, I wrote all their bios from the, the moment they were born until the moment the loop starts. Uh, so mm -hmm. everything is defined. So it's very much like a movie. So it was more a matter of seeing who could be interested in being part of this, of right. this um, experience. And it was already at a state, I think, that, you know, it's not like they were committing to something that is, is still just an idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it makes sense, and it's probably easier for them, and probably easier for you to get those actors who are, like you said, interested in the characters themselves, and therefore going to put on a more passionate reading, right? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, I think this was the right moment because we we could we could not only test their voices as as we record them, but but exactly what you're saying, like uh, the script was was like we did like 10 sessions of full days, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and no way they could memorize the script. So it was a lot about them knowing the characters, 
mm-hmm. and then um, right, which is the, what they like, and then um, and then seeing how this character behaves in the situation. So a lot of the sessions was like, you just came home, you know this, this, and this, and you want to say this, and she knows this, this, and this, and go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually what I was gonna ask next is like how much they knew or how much they understood where they were in the scene of the game because i can imagine that that would change the tone um, completely yeah we did like a, you know like we did a table reading i don't know if you know okay. like, like you do in movies so we, we yep. everyone was together and we we assembled like a like a skeleton of what it would be the whole arc for each character and then we just okay. got them to to interact with each other right so so the, whole, the three of them went through the experience together a very rough version Right, and then after it, they just had questions about the characters and 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 where things would go. Um, so then I gave them an outline, right? Because there's still a limit of what you can learn, right? All all mm-hmm. all they learn is inside what happens in the apartment. So give them the mm-hmm. beats of what each character learns, and then um, and then as they recorded, they they very quickly saw because what happens is right each moment. Let's say for example when you when the loop starts. Um, your, the wife comes in and says, look, I prepared a surprise for this afternoon. Let me know when you want to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can start the loop and you can tell her you're ready to eat before she even tells you. Uh, right? Hmm. Or you can wait for her to say and say it. Or you could say it right after you've said you're living a time loop. And then you'd say this, well, let's go eat. Or you uh-huh. could say it right as the cop is ringing at the door. Or imagine the cop is getting into the apartment and you're like, hey, let's eat. Mm-hmm. So it was more each exchange has like a couple of variations, like six or seven or eight, depending on. Wow. Huh. But, wow. but once yeah, they kind of knew these, they, they could flow. Um, right. But there's a lot of repetition, like sometimes they would they would get that. I don't know, it was funny. They would just because they're saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just with a, a slightly different inflection. <laughs> yeah. Or, or one of them. Like usually, like James, because James, so James plays the the, the husband, right? Mm-hmm. There's moments that he says the same thing, but is the is the wife that reacts wildly different depending on what's happened up to that point, um, right? So yeah. yeah, man, there's a lot that goes into this. I can't wait to to get my hands on this game. I, I'm very excited for it. Um, at this point. Unfortunately, though, I still see that the initial release date is only as of 2020 right now. Yeah, coming soon. (laughs) Are we going to, and I know you're not going to give me a date. That's fine. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to drop that here. But are we going to get... Next week, he's out. (laughs) No, really? All right, perfect. You heard him here. (laughs) But are we, you know, how's how's development going? Are we getting to a point where, you know, you'll you'll get the green light soon and we'll we'll know a little bit more about this in the near future? Or is this something where potentially it's it's going to, you know, just be on a we'll let you know when it's ready kind of basis? Um, so so being in the industry for so long and seeing how people react to dates. Um, right. Like we will announce the date when I know for sure that you're going to hit it. Um, mm-hmm. And so we don't know that for sure yet. And and the other aspect is just um, like we're, we we got everything in, but we're just polishing and polishing and optimizing yep. and, and and just making sure things just are just right. Um, and it's hard to know how those things will take. Like we're, we're definitely at the end. I hope we release it really soon. Um, but I'm also happy that there's no um, right. 
this relationship with the publisher that I have is uh, there's no rush, right? We want this to That's come awesome. out when it's really good. And, and yeah. once it's out, it's out. So, and it's not a game that is like, hopefully it will stand the test of time a little bit. It's not something that has to come out now or it stops being relevant. Um, right. Right. And I, I feel like with this game, uh, you know, it's not anything like a games of a service or something that like people like when people play this, they'll probably play it and they'll experience it. And then I don't know if it's not ready that they would go back to it right away after a patch comes out, you know, so this seems this definitely seems like one of those games where you do want to get it right the first time. Oh, so yeah, that, yeah. It, right you can do it. It's like, especially because, you know, right. It's right, all about exactly. what you know. It's mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a. It's a story driven. Yeah, you do it one playthrough. Like a lot of people were asking, oh, can I just play a demo? Or like, there's no demos here. It's, it's the whole <laughs> thing or it's nothing. Right. And even played that, like friends that have played it, um, like they play intensely, they give me a lot of feedback. And then like six months later, they want to play again. They can't because they already know so much and they have to right. pretend that they don't know or behave like it just becomes weird. So it's definitely a, a one off. Um, thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I can I can see that that would be pretty hard. Um, so I know that you're uh, a busy man, and I know it's kind of late for you, but I do have one last question, uh, kind of uh, not really about the game, but just about the indie game space and just about developers in general. Uh, I always like to hear from those who are in this space, just a little bit about you know general advice or best practices tips that you've learned along the way you have quite an extensive history uh, i guess for those that are interested in in getting into the indie scene or you know trying to work on their own projects do you have any advice or or things that you've learned in these many years of, of working on these games something that you think others could benefit from um i would say uh but there's some lessons that only make sense in a few years, but, but <laughs> like, like for, for someone starting, um, I would say to, um, I mean, I, I think I would say to, um, like everything in game development, I think is problem solving. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing what the question is, is really important. Um, hmm. so like, like, like as an art, like all, all the artists that, that I hire, that I, I, I end up mentoring or whatever, it's always the same thing. You like, like if, if you know anatomy and you know composition and you know colors, like it doesn't matter what software you use. Like you, you, you might not know anything of game software because that you're going to learn on your job. Mm -hmm. But it's the thinking that's, that's what you should cultivate, I think. Um, so like, for example, if you have a game idea, um, like even if you don't know how to code or how to implement it or or anything like that, just the the critical thinking of your right. Like like if you want to do a, I don't know. Like I remember when I showed Twelve Minutes at PAX years ago. Like eighty percent was just RPGs. Everyone is doing side-scrolling RPGs because they loved mm -hmm. them when they were kids. Yeah. But right, first they're really hard to do because they become gigantic. Um, <laughs> And then they're just copying things that they learn. So like, but I think if you think a bit about, um, yeah, why you want to do this and where it comes from, and you put all that, that thought process into it, I think what you'll do will be much richer. Uh, I don't know if this is really good advice. <laughs> 
I mean, no, I think it is. I think it's, you need to, you need to find what you think you're passionate about. You need to actually not go into kind of a rut of just saying, I want to build a game, but actually like, okay, well, what game do you want to build and why do you want to build it? It needs to be a little bit more well thought out than that. And to, you know, to, to ask those a little bit tougher questions before you dive too deep into things. I think that it's totally yeah, I mean, sense. kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need to be passionate. There's a lot of people who are not passionate and they stress out because they should be passionate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's more, uh, yeah, asking yourself why you're doing something all the time, I think. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't, even if you think you know why you're doing Like, at these all the projects I've worked on, the best results were always from, from questioning decisions that you assumed were the right ones, but then you, you look back at it and you're like, yeah, um, the reasons why I was doing this, I didn't actually have a reason. I was just doing it for doing it. And, and with art, right. that happens a lot with the color of a door or where you put the light. You just, oh, I'm going to put the light here because it looks cool. But then, right, maybe the player does not see what he's supposed to see. And you're like, right. oh, I see readability is important. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things to think about, right? Um, for those listening, 12 Minutes is currently in development, but will be coming out for the Xbox and PC. So if you want to get a head start, you can go ahead and wishlist the game on Steam. Uh, once again, Luis, thank you so much for coming on today and best of luck with the game. Thank you so much. Uh, this was super fun. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad uh, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. I'm going to hear a really... podcast. I'm looking at the list. I'm like, I'm going to hear a couple of them. Uh, oh, please do. I mean, and... You know, we're, we're always more than happy if you want to come on again or, or talk uh, just in any of the episodes. You know, you're always more than welcome. This was a great episode. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Joshua.